Hello, and welcome to Relationship Renovation Podcast. My name is EJ Kerwin. And I'm Taylor Kerwin. And we are here again, just bringing you information about having a healthy relationship, a relationship tools, you know, insight just to have the relationship that all of you deserve. And uh, today, we have on a guest who we've had a couple of times now. Yeah, this is her third one. This is her third. Her name is Jessie Crawl. And she is a therapist here with us at He Said, She Said Counseling Center. And I'm going to try not to like make this too long, Jessie, because I could talk forever about how amazing you are. But we were in our staff consultation supervision group this past week, and Jessie said something very powerful Because we were talking about couples and how they come in for crisis a lot of times and they're just in this bad place. And Jesse was like, you know, I really help couples look at what they're going through as an opportunity to grow. And I find these strengths that they can work from instead of being in this bad place. And I just, I found that really powerful because if you guys know Jesse or if you see Jesse around, she's like a very bright light and just very energetic. Her energy is awesome. And when couples come in to see her or they're in the lobby, they're like laughing. And I'm like, how is everything going? Oh my God, couples therapy is so fun. And I'm like, what? Like, okay. Like they have a ball with Jesse, and I'm always picking her brain. Like, how is it that I hear so much laughter from all of your couples, because I know that they're in a lot of distress. And would you be willing to be on our podcast today to talk about how to help couples reframe couples therapy in the way that you do work? And I see that was a long introduction, <laughs> but that's okay. Hello. Um, so, well, let's say hello. Hello, Jesse. Hello, Jesse. How, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. And <laughs> Tara, thanks for the introduction. It it makes me laugh and just smile. And I mean, often I feel like, Tara, you look at me and you're like, what are you doing in there? Like, are you <laughs> sure that's therapy? And yeah, um, exactly. the answer is yes, it really is. <laughs> but um, I guess, uh, like, I hope to, to help people be able to reframe what it means to come in to couples therapy. Because I think a lot of times people are really fearful. They're like, oh my gosh, we're going to open Pandora's box and Mm. my partner is going to leave me because they're going to find out everything. And, And maybe, maybe anything's possible. And yet when there is strife in the relationship, it's better to go in, open Pandora's box and find out what's there and yeah, yeah. I, that's that's like a, a big thing when I'm first working with couples or even doing, we do consultations here, right? We have people come in ahead of time and learn about the program, make sure it's a good fit for them. There's a point where in it where I always look at them and say like, you know, actually you're going to enjoy this, you know, that this is going to be a positive experience. And most people eventually do look forward to coming in, right? But it's not what they think about it coming in, Right. Absolutely. Why do you think people are so fearful? Like, why do you think people are are scared of coming into therapy or especially couples counseling? I think some of them are afraid that they're just going to rehash all the old things and sit in therapy Mm. and like fight the whole time. And that sounds terrible to most people. Yeah. 
that and it's like, oh my gosh, it's going to be all my fault. We're going to go in there and this person's going to blame it on me and I'm going to have to hear all this again and then this therapist is going to side with this person. Yep, exactly. I mean, one thing you said in our supervision this past week was, I am the holder of hope. I loved that. Want to just kind of clarify? Because I feel like that is like the core of what today's podcast is really about, reframing couples therapy in the way that Jesse Crawl works with couples. Well, thank you. I feel like for me, and, and those of you who've heard me talk before know that I'm very big into bringing the body and the nervous system into therapy. And I feel like for me to be able to hold the hope, it's like I've fully embodied this notion that you can have an elevated, amazing relationship. And um, I feel like I fought really hard to find that in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've had relationships that sucked. And, mm-hmm. and now I have one that's wonderful. And it's like, I know that it's really a skill set. It's like prior to meeting my husband, I had learned a certain skill set. So I can have that hope because I know I can teach people those skills and I can see it. I can see it for them when they can't see it for themselves, that it can be an amazing love story. See, I I love like when therapists can kind of have their own personal experience, kind of like EG and I did, which is why we created our whole center. And then you actually build the skills and it turns out successful. And then you can utilize that obviously in like an appropriate, healthy way as a therapist. And it's like, it's true, right? Because we've experienced it and then we've done the work. You said um, that you had had a lot of tough relationships and then you did some work which then helped you, right? Yeah. But a lot of times here, couples are coming together to learn it. Like, it sounds like you did some of your work, then met your yeah. husband. Yeah. What do you think are the challenges for somebody in, in, in doing the work alone versus doing it as a couple? Yeah, I mean, it is, it's definitely different. I do feel like, and this is one thing that I tell all of my couples, even when I meet with them on a consultation, if I'm noticing one of them is sort of one foot in and one foot out, I say, you know what? Like this really isn't going to be able to work if you don't have both feet in mm. because to give it a fair chance, you need to both be saying, we're going to give this 100% of an opportunity to see what's possible. Right. And during that time, we're going to be willing to date. We're going to be willing to get curious about one another. Mm-hmm. We're going to be willing to almost act as if when we don't really believe it's possible. And that's hard. You know, as an individual going in, it's it's a whole yeah. different mindset because you don't have to worry about, is this other person on board? Are they fully in? Like as an individual, I knew like I'm in, I want to have healthy relationships and I could kind of claim that. And uh, it's so vulnerable in couples because maybe one person knows like I'm totally in and then they're Mm. like, oh crap, I don't think my partner's in. It's funny, like I give that sort of like hardcore speech sometimes and I will have certain people go, oh my gosh, I haven't looked at it that way. And like, okay, I could commit to this like 
18-week incubator is what I call it, (laughs) where during this incubator, we're going to act as if, we're going to date, we're going to be in, and then from that place, see what can happen. So when couples are coming in and they're kind of having that perception of like, this is going to be really difficult, like, what do you say to them? Because I know you come from a different place, you know, around like resourcing from a positive strength-based place. So I tell them, yeah, this could be difficult and we can have a really amazing time during this process. It can be an adventure, like the greatest adventure of your life. Like you get to not have to, you get to take this inner exploration of yourself and each other and get curious and you get to be investigators and connect dots and it can be this like grand adventure. How do you help couples dive deeper when they're in a fear-based place? Well, part of it is I really begin by capitalizing on any little tidbits of of Mm. strength and positivity that I hear any gratitude, any like acknowledgement or appreciation, I capitalize on that. And I really work with that first to sort of create this space of being really resourced, really like feeling confident, like seeing the possibility. And then we kind of titrate, like slowly dip toes into the difficult stuff. And we do this like beautiful dance between the difficult stuff and then the joy and the pleasure and the fun. And it's like a pendulation back and forth. Mm. And this isn't just Jesse like randomly coming up with this. This is like healthy nervous system regulation is that it does go back and forth. It is this beautiful pendulation. And ultimately, like in my sessions, that is a a natural, organic thing that happens. But at the beginning, I have to work a little harder to to help them find that joy, pleasure, fun spot. Mm -hmm. And we'll stay with it for a little while. And then the the natural pendulation starts to happen. So so what you're talking about, which of course I know the term is resourcing. Yes. But for the audience yes. out there, can you explain a little bit about what resourcing is and means? Yeah. So resourcing would be really getting in your body, starting to get grounded and centered. And really being able to notice the things that are going well, for example. So for to be able to be like, you know what, when we first met, like, I just thought you were so funny and so charming. And I just fell so hard for you. And to be able to like, be in that place of like, oh, that was amazing. And like, you know, and then get these like glimmers of like, you are still that person. Like you you never stopped being that person. And I'm not going to say this is an easy process for a lot of people. Like they, they feel so much anger and fear and all these other things that it's hard. And yet I rarely find a couple that can't find a little bit of that yeah. 
fun, that joy, that pleasure, that love. I feel like that is so huge because when couples come in, they are, in my experience, in a very fear-based place. And if you're not really careful, the experience will kind of be in that energy realm. Yes. In the fear-based energy realm, which then it's just attaching to negative thoughts, negative core beliefs. You're going to try to defend yourself in a fear-based place. So really recognizing the strengths and feeling like, wow, we have had times in our relationship where it actually felt really good. And, and also to piggyback on that, what we know about like good feelings is like that is much harder for our brain to internalize than yes. the bad feelings that I think the latest research is that you have to stay with something positive in your body for about 20 to 40 seconds in order for your brain to really catch on to that positive feeling. Whereas a negative feeling happens like that. And we don't, there's no intentional, like, let me stay with this negative feeling for 40 seconds to feel how it feels. No, that <laughs> happens automatically. But if we're receiving a compliment, if we're experiencing gratitude, we don't stay in that place and recognize it. Right. And so we kind of miss it. So it's so easy for our brain to be in this scared, anxious, fearful place. And so it just really feels like the work you do because you do a lot of the somatic work is you really help people feel what it was like, what it is like still when they have those moments of whether yeah. connection to each other, connections to themselves, but just more of that place of contentment. And then from there, you start to kind of weave in the difficult, but then you can bring them back like, wait, hey, I can see that this is getting really difficult. Like, let's go back to that place of contentment. Let's help your nervous system kind of readjust so we're not getting into that fear-based place. Exactly. Wow. If there's a couple in crisis, like where it just feels very overwhelming, what do you do? <laughs> Tell me your well, secrets, Jesse. So this is just a Jesse thing, I think, but maybe because of my past experience, where I was working with people who were literally like overdosing on fentanyl, dying, mm. like suicidal, homicidal. Yeah. To me, like someone, a couple who comes in and they're like, we're in crisis. I'm like, this is not a crisis. I don't say that to them. Yeah, yeah. But my, <laughs> but my body and my nervous system and the way that I hold the space for them is like, hey, we got this. This is cool. Like, hey, you're just having a difficult patch in your relationship and mm -hmm. it might not work out. And okay, that would suck, but you're not going to die. So like, right. it's just a very different conceptualization. And then I find by me not making it a crisis, we slow down, we pace ourselves. And then it like a lot of times it ends up being a great journey, a fun journey. Yeah, I think that's that's such an important space for you to hold for mm -hmm. them too, because to the couple, you know, all they know is it is an utter and complete crisis. You know, there's the fear of like, if we have kids, we're breaking up a family. If we have business or we own a house together, you know, it's it, it feels like it's like universe cracking the idea 
of of the, their marriage, their relationship not working, um, and that can that can kind of be a block in lowering your walls to the point where you can let somebody back into your heart. But if you can hold the space that you're talking about of like, no, actually, you know, this is okay. This is not the end of the world. We don't know where this is going to turn out. Yeah. But if you just buy into this process of self growth and of reconnecting with what you originally loved about your partner. Everything might be okay. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah. I just got chills. Like every time I, I'm I on know, your I podcast, you I get, get chills. chills. <laughs> Goosebumps, chills. Okay, yes. Yeah, but I think it's like also teaching them non-attachment to the results, which right. is really hard. And I've had to teach myself non-attachment to the results because I love love. We all love love. We want people to be happily ever after. That would be wonderful. And... Sometimes that's not the path that's best informed Mm -hmm. for everybody involved. And so setting up that expectation up front of like, you know what, let's go in all in, let's act as if, let's go for, you know, the happily ever after, and let's be fiercely honest and Mm -hmm. let's... Let's be with what comes up. And sometimes people transform into amazing co-parents. And maybe before doing this work, if they'd become co-parents, they wouldn't have been good co-parents because they would have had all this resentment and build up. And so I look at it as couples therapy. It's such a cool experience because you're going on the joint journey, but you're also going on an individual journey. So no result is a bad result. You're going to grow. I think that process of like letting go of fear, you know, we are like a species like that's addicted to fear, to being afraid. And we think that somehow it's motivating and it puts us into a place of where we're going to, where it's going to protect us. But the reality is it creates huge roadblocks. And I know that Sometimes, you know, when, when with a couple and you get to that place of like, oh my God, is this going to work or not? Like maybe it won't. Sometimes having them embrace the fact that we don't know where this is going to turn out. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But man, what you do know is that you can be your best possible person right now, that this can be a catalyst to, to you growing whichever the heck way this turns out. In fact, that gives you the highest likelihood that it might work out with them. Oh my gosh. It's so liberating to just take that non-attachment, which feels like a very Buddhist approach. Not that I'm Buddhist, but we can attach so firmly to the results. And then it's like, it just gets out of our grasp because we're like grasping too tight. And um, yeah. Man, you definitely feel that when your partner is grasping too tight. Or, oh, yeah. Or if you see a couple where they are like grasping onto each other. And, and you know, we, you got, I mean, you guys know we're all here. <laughs> we see many couples every week that are dealing with a lot of difficult things, infidelity, mistrust, substance abuse, really difficult dynamics in the relationship. And again, kind of that non-attachment piece, I'm always saying like, like we're trying to help support you guys in being your best self during a really difficult transition because that's all you have control over, right? You can't control your partner's results or behaviors, but you can control how you are. You have that choice of being your better self, whatever that might look like 
during something that feels really difficult. We just try to keep you rooted, grounded, firmly. Yeah. Okay, I got a question for you, Jesse. I know I have one too, but you go first. What percentage, you know, we're just playing around here. What percentage of couples, when they come in, does each individual think they're there to change the other person? (laughs) I love that question. (laughs) This is pretty high percentage. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The one thing we don't control is the thing we want to control, the other person. (laughs) Oh, it's so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we we honestly have to say that pretty early on, and I don't know if couples like that or not. They're like, uh, "What do you mean? This is a lot of individual therapy for the sake of the couples." What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's kind of go back real quick. So, if you have a couple, and and we get this all the time, that's pretty ambivalent, and they know that like they're unhappy in their relationship, but they're not quite ready to start couples counseling. Like, how do you frame that for them? They're ambivalent, they're not happy in their relationship, and they're not quite ready to start. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even just one isn't. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that is. That's huge because we get so many people to ask that. What if? What do I do if I'm really want to get into couples counseling, but my partner just isn't, just isn't there? Want to. Honestly, I am really happy to say that one person doing their own work will 100% transform the relationship. It might be that that person elevates so much that Mm -hmm. they end up having to leave the relationship because their other person isn't elevated. Or it might be that their changes start to transform the interaction in a positive way and it ends up helping the relationship. I guess, like... The bottom line is it will change the relationship either for better or worse. I I can't say until we get in there, but yeah. I I always say, you guys, it just takes one person to change the outcome of a situation. So if one person's working on like, okay, hey, when you recognize that you're starting to get really defensive and tense in a relationship... If you kind of start to take some internal deep breaths, imagine your heart staying open for your partner instead of, you know, poking the bear, significantly different outcome. And it has nothing to do with your partner. It was your work. So that automatically changes the system. Now, this is kind of what I say to every couple, you know, because our goal is to really help couples build a secure attachment where it feels good and safe. And, you know, that you're going to still go through the ups and downs of life, but there's not that like flight or fight every time there's an argument. Like the idea is that we have needs and that having needs is okay. Our individual needs, we have relationship needs that we're able to let our partner know in kind ways what our needs are. And hopefully our partner is receptive to those needs eight out of 10 times. That's when we have the opportunity to grow as a couple. Now, if you have a partner that is not willing to meet your needs and you've done everything you can to try to like let them know in kind and gentle ways and really be introspective and and recognize what they are, and you have a partner that's saying like, no, I'm not willing to do that, that's when you're like questioning, like, can I really be in this relationship? Because to me, that's not a secure, healthy relationship when you have one partner working harder than the other person. Well, Okay, that's a, that's a tough one right there, right? Because there's definitely an ebb and flow if, if you're there long enough with a person, and and that's where like the nature of commitment also comes in, and that like 
I've definitely seen it in our relationship that there's points where where you're way more tuned in to what's going on for you and you're making changes and maybe I'm a little bit stuck and either I'm in a place of like a lack of awareness or or stubbornness and then and then it shifts in times where where I'm feeling a little more like you know kind of tuned into what's going on with me and and growing and that and that we do have to have some like patience in our relationship that there's going to be periods where one or the other partner is a little bit stuck or, you know, isn't as committed to self-growth or, or personal wellness or whatever. And that if our expectation is that we're always like moving in lockstep together, right. that's not going to work. That's just not going to happen. I mean, it's wonderful when we're both locked into the same place, but that doesn't happen all the time, right? Yeah. It's definitely this dance and this yeah. ebb and flow and, there's like no hard and fast rules. Right. I think, I guess like as we're we're sort of talking about all this, to me the key is like if you're considering doing couples therapy and you're like on the fence because you're just worried that it's going to be a bad experience or just too hard, it's like try it out because it could be this really wonderful experience where you're going to get – these benefits that you just never could have imagined. Yeah. I think you, and I think you nailed it there too, because couples counseling might bring that ebb and flow into some equilibrium for a period of time. Yeah. Because instead of it being sort of this individual pursuit, all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's like re let's lock in together a little bit. Yeah. Let's figure out where we are, where we want to go. And then, okay. You know, it's like a, it, it, couples counseling can be like a recalibration, yes, right? Yes, that's the word that was coming to mind. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. I think like if if it was called couples coaching, it wouldn't feel so scary. <laughs> that's true. It's yeah. so weird. It's like some for some reason therapy and counseling feel like I'll never forget when we sponsored this race every year at the University of Arizona, and we have like our little table that's got our little he said she said counseling, and. You can see people like looking around because they want to come to our table and like get the chocolates and maybe pick up a brochure. But because it says counseling, they like look around. I mean, I've I've observed this. They look around and they're like making sure no one's looking at them. And they come in and they take some chocolates. Thank you. And then like a couple of weeks later, hey, we saw you guys. <laughs> And it's, you know, it's like a love race, the fine Valentine really at U of A. And it's like, and we picked up your brochure, but it was just like, just that energy of like, oh, if we're seen at that table, that means like we're bad. Yeah. Well, you know, and I will say too, couples therapy isn't just for people who have crappy relationships. Like, please, please, anybody listening, like if you have a great relationship, I believe there's always room to elevate even more. And that's like my favorite. I love preventative work. I love being able to, from that very resource place, when you have a good relationship, you can dive deep in the waters and learn so much about yourselves. And it's just exciting. Like, I feel like it's limitless, like Mm -hmm. how elevated your relationship can become. Absolutely. Like in speaking from with my relationship, it's super elevated. And 
Yet I know we can still elevate more and that we have to be intentional on a daily basis and we have to be open to to learning new information, getting feedback, being vulnerable, all these things. It's it's not just this like mm-hmm. one and done, like you have arrived, you are the yes. ultimate <laughs> couple. Absolutely. So when you're you're asking the question out there, audience, can couples counseling really be fun? Just meet some of the couples Jesse has worked with who are like, this was the best experience ever. That absolutely, yes, it can. Our holder of hope, our own Jesse Cross, so grateful to have you here as one of our therapists. And we're doing a lot of development together and that'll be, you know, talked about in the future. But always just so appreciative of your work. And I learn from you like weekly. So I feel very blessed that we get to be around each other and kind of learn from each other. It's really cool. Yeah. It's always fun to have you come on and do this. It's a, it's a blast. It's a, it's like a different way, you know, it's so just relaxing. Yeah. yeah. It's like a different way to talk about what we do, uh, which is really like, it's enriching. I hope everybody out there enjoys it as much as we do. Absolutely. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, just as always, I want to thank you all uh, for listening to our show. Please, you know, please tell a friend, tell another couple about Relationship Renovation Podcast. It's just a great way for us to, you know, expand our audience and and help more and more couples have the relationships that they deserve. You know, if you have any show ideas or anybody you think would be a great guest on our show, please feel free to email us. Uh, info at he said she said counseling.com. You can always reach out and check out our social media on Instagram. We are at relationship underscore renovation. And at Facebook, we are at he said she said counseling. And then please always check out our relationship renovation at home program. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing at home program for couples to go through, very structured. There's videos, there's lessons. Uh, Tara and I have put a ton of thought and energy into that. And if you go to our website, he said, she said, counseling.com under programs, there's just a relationship renovation at home. Thank you guys. As always, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.